Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. This is Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you join me today. I love the pleasure of your company. I love your feedback. You know, it means so much when you email me or text me or just somehow in passing mention that these podcasts have truly brought you hope as an uprooted woman. And whatever major life change that you might go through that has uprooted you, I hope that you will be encouraged and that you will have a fresh uh, perspective and a new glimmer of hope as you begin to move forward with your life. I am so excited to introduce to you today someone that I just met today. And I have to tell you that, you know, I just so act on God's nudging and um, Betsy and Mark, her husband, who are, uh, Mark is a Lutheran pastor and Betsy is, of course, a pastor's wife. And I want to talk to you about that. But, um, and then dear friends, Chris and Larry Owen, who uh, accompanied them, the five of us had lunch and I was sitting there and I thought, Lord, Women need to know about pastors' wives and how they feel and what they go through when they move. They have feelings just like you and I do. Being uprooted is never easy. And having your whole life turn upside down is is hard. And then when you're on top of that, when you're a pastor's wife, you walk in the doors, you're introduced and all of a sudden you have to be owned. You, you have to begin meeting needs. And so yet you have needs also. And you know what? This applies across the board. This could be the same type of situation or feelings that an uprooted military woman could have in addition to a pastor's wife or a corporate wife or a widow or someone divorced. The feelings, the emotions, what you go through when you're uprooted are so similar. And I just felt like today I wanted to focus on um, the life of a pastor's wife from the moving and being uprooted perspective. And so I want to introduce to you my brand new friend, because you're going to love her just like I do. And she's nervous. And I said, oh, Betsy, don't be nervous. I'm always nervous when I do these podcasts. But this is Betsy Borseth. And and as I said, she is a pastor's wife. And I would like for you to remember uh, when a pastor and his wife come into your congregation uh, to be sensitive to her. And we're going to share some ideas and how you might do that. Um, Betsy, welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. You're going to give hope today to pastor's wives all over the world. And I'm excited that you're with us. Well, thank you for having me today. It's been a pleasure um, spending time with you today. And I hope that this, what I have to say is a blessing to those, um, whether encouragement or maybe a reminder of maybe things to do to, um, so your pastor's wife feels welcome. Absolutely. And that's what we want. You know, we live in such a mobile society and sometimes we forget that pastors uh, and their families are uprooted too. And, you know, they just appear at a church and they're new and oh my goodness, 
they've gone through things that many women have gone through in moves. And sometimes we forget that. So just tell me a little bit about yourself, your family. Um, just, just give me a little overview. Well, I grew up in Minnesota and um, we have moved about seven to seven different states. We've moved to Idaho and Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Alabama, um, and Oklahoma. We have three boys who are all, were on the verge of empty nest. So most of the time we've been in the last 10 years, we've been in Oklahoma. So our, our children have seen so many sites of the United States because we moved it, we've lived in different places. So that's definitely been a blessing for us. Well, and I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's probably been uh, in some way good for them to uh, learn a lot of different things about different areas and cultures. And also they've learned resiliency. They've learned to adapt um, and they've been really good, good natured and good, uh, good sports about it. There's been some trying times, too, but mostly they've um, been able to adapt. And we've been at places where they're different really good schools and good opportunities for our for our kids so we've been happy about that and then what do you find Betsy is your greatest challenge as a pastor's wife who is uprooted and goes to another area another city another community another church what is your greatest challenge I think is building community um we, we leave our families, we leave our friends. And that's, it's really hard because anything from like celebrating holidays to um, go, just going on a Saturday, going shopping, finding someone to go shopping with and, or just getting your nails done. So things that you kind of took for granted when you had your family together, you could just call up your friend from high school or you could call up your mom. So it's, it's a challenge to figure out um, who who to reach out to, who would want to do these things with you. And so a lot of the times you're reaching out to other people and you're reaching out to maybe go for lunch or go for coffee. And so sometimes um, you're the one who's doing the reaching out. And so I think that's probably the hardest part is, is you want someone to reach out to you. And it could just be coffee. It could be just going for a walk. It, should, it could be just getting your nails done. It doesn't have to be a you know, theological talk. It doesn't have to be about prayer. It doesn't have to be about anything church-related. It could just be something that's a half an hour of your time to reach out to a pastor's wife. So that's what I would have loved. That's what I do love when people reach out to me and ask me to be a part of their lives. Gosh, that is so well said. You know, you just nailed it. You just, you have to start reaching out. But then when someone reaches out to you, 30 minutes of their time, that means so much. And it's just not easy, first of all, to build community unless both you and the other woman are reaching out to one another. But it takes the two of you uh, because you don't make instant friends. I'm sure there's a certain amount of being guarded, a certain amount of protection um, because you're new and you feel like 
um, and, and not you specifically, but I have talked with pastors, wives all over the nation, and they'll say, you know, if I, if I tell them um, about me and my brokenness, will they like me? You know, will they um, throw that up at me or will that become a wall between us? And I think as women, we're all uprooted um, we all walk to the beat of the same drummer when it comes to our feelings, our identity, you know, our self-confidence, our self-esteem to know that we're rooted and grounded in Christ. And we may be uprooted from one place to another and change happens, but God is an unchanging God and we are rooted and grounded in him and to love one another unconditionally is huge and I don't know how you feel but I know that uh, sometimes pastors wives seem to forget that that they are doing God's work too that they are right side by side with their husband and God has them right where he wants them, although it's not always easy. Have you had hard moves, Betsy? We have some because some of them weren't anticipated somewhere because we wanted to move and we were excited about the next call and some were um, maybe just it, it wasn't a good fit or we felt like we needed to move um, for our family's sake. So there have been both where you've been um, excited for the move and you've also been troubled by the move and, and that, that follows you to the next move. You can, um, you, you show that energy at the next church, or sometimes you show the brokenness at the next church, just like some of our churches are broken where, you know, maybe you're coming into a situation where the church has really, you know, had some some things that they've been challenged by or hurt by. And that's exactly what pastors, wives and pastors, families go in, go into sometimes they're, they're coming in broken too. Gosh. Um, I, I've had so many pastors. I had one pastor's wife say to me, I feel in some of my moves, I feel like that I'm a bent in suitcase. That's just kind of stuffed under the bed that no one will, um, introduce themselves to me. They just refer to me as the pastor's wife. I have a name. I want them to call me by name. Uh, I want them to ask about me and get to know me. And uh, I, I would imagine that's a very real feeling that anyone in ministry in a position uh, that you go into a church that you feel that way. You just want somebody to say, hey, invite me to lunch or, you know, uh, ask me what my favorite things are to do and, and that kind of thing. It's how important that is. And it's essential, I think, um, because you deal with a lot of loneliness, I'm sure, until you put down roots and build community and connection, uh, that, that there's loneliness in going and being uprooted from church to church. Definitely. And one book that's really helped me is Elizabeth Elliot's Loneliness and, you know, just claiming God is with you no matter what. Yes. So I think um, to hold on to that. But yeah, I think just for people to to know and I, you know, I don't think always it's intentional, but I think people are busy and um, 
And it's just easy to get lulled into your friends and your family. And, but to just really be intentional, maybe just stop and say, maybe I'm just going to take a couple minutes to even call my pastor's wife, Mm -hmm. right? You don't even have to have coffee, but just, and, and one thing too, I just want to talk to, um, pastor's kids to just to invite them to the birthday parties and invite them over and invite them to the play dates because it's, it's as difficult as on the wife as it all, is it on the kids too? So there are times when we would, we always would invite people to um, their birthday parties because that was a way to build community. And sometimes they're, they weren't invited to the other child's birthday party. And, and so as we were trying to build community, it was just as important for, we, I guess I was just kind of used to that. If you invite people to into your life, it'll be easy to, you know, this a reciprocity or investment, I guess. And, and sometimes that for people just to be maybe thinking about simple things like that. And not only that, but, you know, you don't always have to talk about the church because you're a pastor's wife, you'd love for somebody to talk, you know, about anything but the church. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you just, I've also had pastor's wives say that when I see them coming, I know that they're going to ask me all kind of questions about the church. And sometimes you just want to talk girl talk, you know, and, and I know, I know that it's not as easy Uh, as it seems, high call, high privilege. And, you know, it's a high calling that you have. Uh, I feel that, and it is a privilege, but, oh, and by the way, I have Elizabeth Elliott's book on loneliness on my bookshelf behind me, but, um, and it's, it's, and as far as, as Mark is concerned as a pastor, I think for people to realize that he has bad days, you know, just like we all have bad days, you know, we're not, I'm in full-time ministry. The one thing I want people to know is I'm not perfect and I have bad days and I have hard times and, you know, I have doubts and, and I'm sure you and Mark do too. That's part of, you know, life and living. And I think for people to bridge the gap of understanding that, that we're all in this together and that we are sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ, and um, to reach I out. I like that. I like that. We are, it, it, and if we could see that, but I, you know, I do agree that higher calling, we are, I mean, just to reinforce that we are sinners and saints at the same time. And, and, but we are, we need community because we need each other, whether it's in prayer in a time of distress, or we need prayer just to be encouraged or prayer just because, you know, we, we are, it's over our children. But I want to say one point too is, when, when people come up to me, the one thing that Mark has done is he never shares what other people are sharing with him, never. And so people come up to me and they'll say, they'll ask about something, maybe a situation has happened with somebody, maybe a divorce or something. And I, he never shares that with me. And that's one thing that I really appreciate is, is that they know that they can trust my husband, they can trust him. And and I think that's important um, between a pastor and a pastor's wife is just because he honors that he honors that relationship with whoever he's talking to. And in, I mean, even if he did, I, that wouldn't be something I would do. But just to trust that women who are pastor's wives aren't going to be gossips. Hopefully they know that They're, we're not going to be gossips. We're not going to. 
um, tell other people. And, and maybe that's something that people are listening that aren't pastors, wives, or just in the congregation to know we, we, many of us don't gossip. And if you tell us something in confidence, we are not going to tell other people. And to know that that, because that's our calling too, is to honor you with your confidentiality. So, and that is, that is part of that high call and high privilege and is being a safe person. Mm -hmm. And as much as someone should feel safe with you, with Mark, in any scenario, any church, any denomination, you too need someone to feel safe with, you know, because you too have those hard days. And, you know, sometimes you need a shoulder yourself to cry on, a confidant. And uh, I think it's, it's just so uh, overlooked sometimes. I think a pastor's wife, uh, Betsy, is probably one of the most vulnerable people in a congregation. And sometimes uh, I know being in full-time ministry myself, I can only imagine how you must feel that sometimes you just want to be heard. You just want to be listened to. You know, you want to be understood and not misunderstood. And the importance of that in a relationship is huge. And trust is huge. Trust is huge for me in, in ministry. And I can only imagine how it's amplified as a pastor's wife. Um, yeah, and, and I would exactly just to be one woman said to me, you want to be invested in you want someone to to invest in you and know you, know you just like, yeah. you know, you're, you're teaching people to know God, that he knows you and he loves you. Yes. And, and to have that, that relationship too, that earthly relationship with someone who will be your sister in Christ, like you had mentioned, who you can trust. And you can say, uh, I'm mad at my husband today. I'm mad at that. We don't have finances with the church. I'm mad at my job. I'm mad at my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And that definitely something to be, like you said, mentioned safe, that you can trust somebody and that people want to hear that you're angry, that you're angry and you're frustrated and you're hurt, that people want to hear that. And, and they're okay with hearing that. And it's not the end of the world. If you're, you have these emotions, it's just something that you need to share that moment, that day about that situation. Well, and I think that loneliness is in ministry is a lot bigger issue than people realize, um, not only for the congregation, the people that come to church, but for those in leadership and that feeling of isolation. And which leads me to um, the question is, how did you find out about our ministry, Just Move Ministry? I think it's the most wonderful story. Um, I'd love for you to share that. Well, there's been a few uh, ways I was exposed. It was about two, 2000, and it was almost the beginning of your ministry by a few years. And I had found that book in a bookstore, and we had been in Minneapolis about two years. And I grew up in Minneapolis, so I had a lot of friends. But it was just this this community that you were still looking for with your church. And then I heard you on Dr. Dobson focus on the family because that was such a godsend to me as a young mom who just needed biblical truths and parenting and being a wife and being a woman. And so 
so I would take that book for every move, every move. I would take your book. I would take it to, uh, I took it to Alabama. I took it to Pennsylvania. I took it to Wisconsin. I took it to Oklahoma. And then we, I found out just a couple, about a year ago about your online ministry. And I had, you know, we had been in this church for a few years but I, I knew that's what I needed. I needed to kind of remind myself with a group of people about moving and moving isn't an end. It's a beginning. And that's what I really think you encourage is, is to not stay stuck. Just it's okay to have the bad days, but you call us not to be stuck. You call us to call on the Lord. You call us to think outside the box. And so I, I was on an online um, group and that's who I'm staying with today you know, we live two states away. We've never met. And Chris was our leader and we prayed together and we laughed together and we just, we just struggled together. And here I am who I find, I have a lifelong friend, I think in her. And I was able to tour the, your office today, Susan, and just be blessed at lunch. And so what your, what your ministry is doing is it's just tenfold, right? God tells us to invest and, and he will, he will, multiply it and prosper it. And I feel like that's what this is doing. So this ministry is such a blessing to me. This, the book was a blessing to me. The people are a blessing to me. And so I just thank you for that. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, I give God all the glory and I, um, I'm very humbled by your words, uh, but I do want to um, emphasize the online study because that is where you met Chris who, like you said, is Chris and Larry are the host of your visit here. You came to Phoenix from Oklahoma to see friends. And because of your connection with Chris in an online study, and Chris is so hospitable, they invited you to stay in their home. And so, um, and, and therefore we got to meet and the circle of that, what a, I love to watch how God completes a circle, how he starts something and he's got a plan and he takes it all the way around to complete the circle of fellowship, of friendship, of making new friends. And, you know, what a blessing you are to Chris and Larry, you and Mark, and then you know, for me to have the privilege of saying, hey, will you do a podcast this afternoon? <laughs> Women need to hear you. They need to they need to be validated. And so our online studies are available uh, worldwide. We have a facilitator that leads it. And of course, six or eight women in the study that can be from any state in the, you know, in the United States. And um, y'all are very close, very close. In fact, um, there's a small town in Arizona and one of your online um, participants you're friends with, she's driving down to meet you and meet Chris, I understand. Yes. Yes. Oh my excited. gosh. And there goes the circle. And mm -hmm. then I just love it because I get to pop in on Zoom every now and then and say hello to everybody I never would have met. So I think that um, the beauty of building community, whether you're online, whether you're in, we offer in-person studies and online studies, but is to be able to encourage one another. 
and to be, be able to build up one another. First Thessalonians 5.11, to build up one another, encourage one another all the more. And this is just another venue for you and I to encourage women listening who are uprooted. There may be a young pastor's wife listening. Um, there may be a retired pastor's wife. There may be someone that says, I'm not a pastor's wife, but boy, do I get what she says? That applies to me. We've just moved and, you know, I feel uprooted. So I just want you to know that you've encouraged a lot of women today. And, you know, I am just, um, this podcast will go up on our website, justmove.org. And, you know, anybody that wants to um, make a comment or just uh, offer Betsy encouragement, please do that. And I'll pass the word on. But Betsy, just for you to remember that um, what you go through when you move is a tangible loss. And I know you've grieved. I know women grieve. That's very natural because uh, you leave behind family and friends, as you have said. But again, I want to encourage you that the greatest adventure in life is building the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And you are doing God's work. And again, I say God has put you right where you are for a purpose and a reason, whether it's a small church or a large church, um, the struggles that you might have along the way as a pastor's wife are, are real. And I hope that um, by your so eloquently articulating that today, that there are those that will reach out in their own community to pastor's wives, but that you will be encouraged today knowing you've encouraged others because God has you right where he wants you. And in your struggles, you are ministering to another woman. Don't forget that. We don't go through anything that God doesn't use. And I encourage you to go back home, invite some women over for coffee, just say, hey, come on over. The door's open. The house may not be clean, but the coffee pot's on. And just encourage you to not be discouraged, not be um, disillusioned. You know, don't give up wherever you might go because um, God has called you and he will uh, never forget you. So thank you for being on my podcast today. This is such a treat. And um, uh, what's your favorite scripture, Betsy? So I received this scripture verse from my uncle when I was a sophomore in high school, and he wrote it on a confirmation card. And I, I kind of kept the card and kept the money, you know, but it, <laughs> I've just claimed it for my, you know, God has always used this verse and, and times. And today I'm claiming it too. I'm claiming it for the women that are going to hear this for you, Susan, um, but, and for myself. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Proverbs five, uh, three, five and six. Love it. Love it. Love it. And trust is such a huge word in your vocabulary and my vocabulary. And I would pray that over our listeners that they would trust all the more in whatever season or, or age or stage of life they're being uprooted. 
Thank you, Betsy. And we will see you again. Lord be willing and the creek don't rise. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Susan, so and, much. And thank you uh, for listening and hanging out for uh, with us for a while. You know you matter to me in the audience. And I believe in you. And always move closer to Jesus because it just doesn't get much better than that. And I'll see you next time. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.